0: Received. Welcome to the Online Business Platinum Podcast, episode 32. Jeff Smith here from HireTrustMarketing.com and InfoMarketerZone.com. So happy to have you guys with us today for episode 32. Stoked about this episode because we have a very special guest for you today, and we're going to talk about social media marketing. It's increasingly becoming an important part to reach your audience online. So we're going to have Karina Essa that's going to join us today. Not only is she a master of um, social media marketing, but she has a really interesting backstory. So we're going to talk to her in just a minute. Let me just introduce her really quickly. She's known internationally as the go-to person when it comes to social media marketing. Now, she was raised in Greece at the age of 17, left to London to study television production only to have her dreams shattered as she discovered it was a very unstable industry. She was made redundant five times by the time she reached her mid-20s. Karina decided that enough was enough and she began her journey online. So she switched from a traditional career to an online career. She quickly discovered a few powerful strategies at the advent of Twitter that leveraged social media and the internet to build her own business, just doing it two hours a day. Now, Karina now owns a social media marketing company, helping businesses around the world leverage the power of social media without doing any of their legwork, so she outsources a lot of that for them. She shares her groundbreaking strategies to people around the world and has helped thousands of individuals and businesses from Australia to the UK, New Zealand, Um, Switzerland, Cyprus and beyond. So very international flavored focus to this and also very social media marketing focus. By the way, you can find Karina's um, website over at socialmediaworldwide.com. So without further ado, let's meet Karina. And we had an awesome talk about her international background and how she switched from a traditional uh, job path into her own business and how she's never looked back from that. Excellent interview. I know you guys are going to love it. We keep it under a half an hour. Lots of gold nuggets here, um, especially about 20 minutes into the interview. She's going to give you a technique going to blow you away in terms of how you can get clicks uh, from the likes of Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for pennies, uh, where many people are paying uh, a lot more than that. So listen for that part of the interview, but the whole thing is is very exciting. So um, without further ado, let's let's meet Karina. Welcome back to the Online Business Platinum Podcast. Jeff here from HireTrustMarketing.com. Extremely excited and privileged to have Karina Essa from Social Media Worldwide joining us today on the show. So Karina is um, known internationally as a social media marketing expert. Um, She helps hundreds of corporations and companies um, build their social media platforms and their campaigns. And she also has a very interesting background. So um, without further ado, let me just introduce Karina to you today. And thanks for joining us on the show.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Excellent, excellent. So yeah, let's let's jump in. I was intrigued by um, some of the bio material I read on you and your background. Um, obviously, you've had a, an interesting, colorful background. So if you could just maybe start by letting the people know um, where you come from and how you have arrived at this point of running a social media marketing business, that would be great.
1: Yes, well, I, uh, my dream growing up was to become a television producer. I knew what I wanted to do when I was about 14 years old, and I just couldn't picture myself doing anything else. And so I after school, I went to London to study TV production, and um, I did a few odd jobs to pay for the tuition fees. And um, I soon got a job in television production, I um, working for free at first, and... Um, for work experience and then I started getting jobs as an as, not as an assistant television producer at first but uh, they call them runners so basically a runner is someone who helps producers so you know making their their tea and coffee and things like that just to get a foot in the industry mm-hmm. and um, after that I became an assistant television producer and uh, when I reached my mid 20s I got made redundant for the fifth time, so I lost my job right in the middle of the financial crisis and at the time I was living in Greece, I was working for a television co- company that produced uh t v commercials and so at that company, I produced about i helped produce about over four hundred television commercials and I lost my job because the company was downsizing and a lot of companies were downsizing and um At the time when I lost my job for the fifth time and I was only 25, I not only realized that there was no such thing as job security, but I also realized that there was no way I was going to find a job anytime soon. So Mm. I um, called my brother, I put my pride aside and I I called my brother asking for help. For for many years, my brother was telling me to just forget about working for someone else and to, to forget about television production. Because I couldn't really build a career in that industry. It would be too difficult, too hard, and too uncertain. And uh, he uh, is a very successful internet marketer. And at the time, he he, uh, he uh, was very successful with internet marketing. He had a few internet companies. And, um, and so I called him up asking for help, thinking that maybe he could give me a job or maybe he could help me build something. And so he invited me instead to, um, to attend one of his seminars. So my brother used to run some of the biggest internet marketing seminars in the UK. So I flew to the UK from Greece and I attended one of his seminars. I had never been to such a seminar before. It was completely new. The concept it was completely new. So mm. different speakers were talking about different strategies and um, a strategy that appealed to me out of all the strategies that were shared was affiliate marketing on Twitter. Now, affiliate marketing is, uh, for people who might not be familiar with um, that strategy, is basically when you sell other people's products for a commission. And so that strategy appealed to me because it didn't require me to to have a product of my own or a website, and um, Twitter was free to join. So I thought, well, that sounds pretty easy. It sounds like something I can do. And so I just implemented the strategy, I opened a few Twitter accounts, and at the time there was a software called Tweet Attacks, and I used that software to build the followers, so it was basically an autopilot thing, Uh, it would run in the background on my desktop computer, it would follow and unfollow people, and so quite quickly I I got uh, 100,000 Twitter followers across all my Twitter accounts, and I started promoting these affiliate products, and in three weeks, basically just doing that, I replaced the income I had lost from working full time in television. Mm. And so, one thing led to another. Uh, my brother suggested that I would that I build a mailing list from these Twitter followers. So I started offering free free eBooks and free reports to these Twitter followers in exchange for the name and email. So that built me a mailing list um, within a few weeks of three thousand people. And so. Um, and so I uh, I then later on decided to promote a webinar to that list and sell my own product. So I put together a home study course called How to Make $700 a Week Thanks to Twitter. So that was my first product. It was just a home study course basically showing what I do. And uh, and so I sold quite a few of these uh, home study courses over the course of a year. and um, And a lot of people were asking me if I could do it for them, if I could implement the strategy for them. And so, to cut a long story short, that led me to creating a uh, social media marketing agency. And now that um, that company is available, is um, offers services in three different languages, so English, French, and Spanish, and uh, we have customers around the world. So in, in a nutshell, uh, that's my story.
0: Interesting, interesting. I, I, yeah, it's great to hear because there's a, a few, there's a few takeaways I I pull out of that right away. Um, number one, and and you know our listener base are a lot of people who are trying to start their own businesses online, as well as people who have their own products or offline business and they're trying to move online. Um, and they're always wondering, you know, what um, kind of products they can put together, how they start that business online. I think. Your story is very instructive because it starts with taking action. And so, when you wanted to move into the space, you learned uh, learned about it to some extent, adopted a strategy, and instead of immediately trying to teach it, you went and took action. You made it work for you, and then you moved. You know, it, first of all, you you took action, made it, you know made it work for you, selling affiliate products, mm-hmm. made some money doing it, built a list doing it, and then move into Teaching it, moving into developing your own products. I think that's the strategy that a lot of people need to understand as they start a business online. Is you can't jump right into teaching something until you've actually had experience with it. You need to jump in and try things, take action, get some results, and then you can move into teaching it. And in your case, you moved right into a third model, which was you know starting an agency, a done-for-you sort of model. And I think that's very instructive for everyone listening, um, just to understand your path. Um, the other interesting piece is, is how you've done it from an international perspective. Um, we get a lot of listeners on the podcast that are from other countries and always feel like it's not possible for them. You know, you have to be in the U.S., you have to be in North America in order to make it work. And, and so your story is inspiring in that respect, too, is that you can, you can start in other countries and, and build up uh, from there and, and actually go internationally. I like the idea you're doing it in different languages as well. Um, it, it, do you know? Is your um, customer base is it is it roughly split inter- international and North America or you know Europe and North America or, or do you get mostly European customers?
1: I, I mainly get Australian just because the the home office is in Australia and so I have more chances of marketing um, the services to Australian people. So it's mainly Australian. I would say eighty percent Australian people and twenty percent international, right. just because the home office is there and. And I'm there, and I, I get to speak at a lot of conferences. Uh, but you're absolutely right about the the whole process, how I went from doing a strategy to then doing it for people. And and you know nothing really happened according to plan. I didn't have a plan. I just let things uh, let things lead me to to places. So, well, right. a, a lot of people who want to start a business, they think they need a business plan. They think they need all their ducks in a row and do this and do that when really you just start with something and let it lead you to to a place and it, it usually never takes <laughs> leads you to a place you thought it would
0: right. and
1: that's what makes the whole journey really exciting.
0: Yep, absolutely and it doesn't start in, in, unless you take action. So let's jump into your area of expertise Um and, and start to talk a little bit about social and help people understand the potential of, of social marketing, how they should be using it. Uh, maybe let's just start with the platforms that you recommend today because you know social marketing, we've still got the sort of the granddaddies that started the whole thing off, the, the Twitters and Facebooks, and we've got some new platforms coming on over time. What, what's your advice in terms of today, in terms of the platforms that people should focus on?
1: I don't really tell people which platform to use. I don't really have advice. My advice is choose a platform where uh, your target audience is most likely to be. Mm -hmm. So, for example, I'll just give you an example. Um, LinkedIn usually attracts more B2B um, companies just because they get access to decision makers in companies. Uh, Pinterest, for example, is mainly mainly a female audience who's into arts and crafts. So, it, it doesn't really depend on the social media network, it just depends on the audience you're trying to target. So in order to choose the social network, you should market your business on, you should be really aware of your audience and where you're most likely to find them. So a lot of people think I should be on Facebook because Facebook is the biggest one. Yes, sure, but with Facebook, with Facebook, if you don't have a big marketing budget, then you can't really get anywhere. Mm -hmm. so it's um it depends on many things i don't have a preference myself i mean twitter has always been my my favorite in a way personally because i achieved a lot from twitter and twitter started everything for me but it doesn't mean that um that's what i would advise people to use necessarily
0: right right and so there's kind of two factors i guess one of them is definitely as you as you mentioned the target audience where where they are and the second, I guess, would be, I think you made reference to, was the maturity of the platform. Because Facebook's been around for so long, you're right, it does have a lot of, of users, but there's also a lot of pages. I mean, it's just a very, very busy place now, and it's, very hard to, it's getting harder to get attention on, on Facebook, I guess, without the big marketing budget, as you mentioned.
1: Absolutely. I mean, Facebook has now become, become an advertising network. So it gives priority to advertisers and that's how it should be, obviously, because it's an advertising network now. So that means that if you're, if you're trying to use social media to get organic reach, then um, you won't get very far necessarily with Facebook. Hmm. Unless, unless your, your idea is amazing, it's groundbreaking, unless you're starting a movement that um, has a lot of momentum, then Facebook would definitely be a great social network.
0: Right. Yeah, I guess a lot of people don't probably listen to this may not understand that um, with with Facebook, not only do you have more of a challenge in getting people um, to your page and getting people to uh, to follow you and like your pages just because of the the sheer volume of of Facebook activity, but um, Facebook over the years has started to favor um, paid ads over organic and so limits severely in some cases. The reach of your organic posts right um, so it, it it can be you know let's say you have a thousand uh, followers on Facebook back a few years ago when it first came out your post may be seen by two-thirds of that group or, or even all of that group um, that's not the case today is it
1: yes that's right I mean now a 16% reach is considered actually very good, 16%. Right.
0: Uh,
1: and that's considered good. I mean, I've seen posts that had zero reach. I mean, it's happened, it's happened before yeah. where literally you post something and no one will actually see it. Um, but I, I guess that's the name of the game when it comes to Facebook. Their, their advertising um, platform is just the best, though. So, you know, you win and you lose with Facebook, I guess. <laughs> um, it's, um, it is the best. I, I think it's better than Google AdWords, I think it will become b- bigger than Google AdWords, and plus it's cheaper, and plus the targeting options are just much, much better, so um, so yes, I think that Facebook is great uh, when it comes to paid advertising, and not so great when it comes to organic uh, organic reach. Mm-hmm.
0: Right, so let's, let's actually get into that. Is, let's say someone um, has figured out okay, their target audience is on either Twitter or Facebook, and that's what they want to start with. Um, what should their strategy be uh, from the beginning? You know, they have next to zero followers. Uh, they've got to start creating some attention. I mean, do they go right in and start paying for for um, ads or do they start an organic comp, uh, a campaign? Or what's your advice on the strategy for someone that's just starting out?
1: Well, I think the the first thing to do is figure out, well, what is it exactly that you're trying to achieve with With social marketing because a lot of people jump on social networks and don't really know what exactly it is they want to to achieve so um, it could be you want to increase engagement you want to increase um, you want to improve customer experience because you want to provide uh, customer support through social networks maybe you want to um, you want to build awareness brand awareness and that in that case you would need a your goal would be to build a big audience. So first, you need to figure out what's your goal, because every goal is different. So for, for me, it's just to for me Facebook is just to nurture my existing customers so they. Um, So they just stay loyal, right? But -hmm. for someone else, it could be I just want more traffic to my website. My website converts into sales, and I just want more people to go onto my website. So depending on what your goal is, then your your key performance indicator is different. And so um, I think the first step is to figure out well, what's your goal and what's your key performance indicator that shows that actually you are taking steps towards achieving your goal. And then when you know what you Key performance indicator is so. For example, if your goal is to have traffic um, to your website, then your key performance indicator would be clicks, right? Then you would choose um, a platform to track. So there's many platforms out there to track. Whether you're moving towards achieving your goal, so there's Sprout Social, there's Simply Measured, there's Buffer.com, there's plenty of them that. Um, that will give you detailed analytics about uh, the activity on on your social networks. So that's the second, I think the second step is tracking everything to make sure uh, that um, whatever you're doing is actually getting you closer to achieving your goal. And and tracking will also tell you what to do. It will dictate the steps you should take. So uh, you don't really need a plan necessarily. You just need to to know how to understand the data that these tracking tools give you and know you know where to double up your efforts and what to eliminate
0: right. and
1: I, I think that uh, a mistake people make is just uh, managing their social media based on how they feel rather than uh, what tracking tools are telling them they should be doing mm-hmm. so i think that that would be one strategy and then of course um Uh, When you're starting from scratch, I always tell people that it's going to be really, really hard to get any results or at least get results fast because Mm -hmm. when you start from zero and uh, you're heavily depending on organic reach – then uh, it's going to be very slow. So I usually tell people who start from scratch just start with some budget, some advertising budget. Maybe throw maybe five hundred dollars on Facebook ads just to pick up the audience a little bit, or you know five hundred dollars on Twitter ads. So that would be the other step.
0: Right. Okay. And and so if someone is starting up, let's let's talk about maybe the link between social and content. So if you are trying to um, you know, I think you're right. I think the ideal way to start off is if you have some budget is to be able to start your start building organically, but understand that's going to take a number of months to be able to build any sort of a following um, and, and pay off in terms of any of those objectives that you talked about, whether it's lead generation or, or um, engagement, et cetera. But at the same time, put some, put some early money into ad spend to try and get some early traffic and get a sense for what's working. Um, you, you know, what is your what kind of post should people be making if they if they start down the organic path? I mean, do you advocate generating your own content and then posting back, you know, to to link back to that content? Or do you, you know, should someone be doing a lot of retweeting for or, or reposting on Facebook? Uh, or should they be posting third party, you know, sort of um, uh, news items, etc.? I mean, or, or is all of that fair game? I mean, what what? What kind of yeah. posting strategy do you advocate for people?
1: Usually I, I tell people that unique content usually always performs better. Mm-hmm. So your own content, usually preferably your own videos, your own blog posts, your own articles usually perform better. Um they get more reach for some reason rather than uh, shared posts, etc. So uh, trying to have unique content and implementing the 80-20 rule is usually what I tell people, 80% your own content and and 20% curated content. Um, What we're also... um, Works quite well is multi-dimensional content. A lot of um, a lot of people just post one type of content, so it's always about them and their products and their services and their company. It's it's always about them, and that's fine. But it just becomes really one-dimensional, and you have to remember that people don't go on social media with you know a credit card in their pocket ready to buy something or to. Find out about a new product. They usually go there to be entertained, to kill time. So um, it's it's not uh, it's not a similar platform as eBay or Amazon where people have a credit card in hand, they're ready to pounce on any offer, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to treated differently so you have to post multi-dimensional content that informs people entertains them moves them and um and that's what will make you stand out from from the noise and stand out from others multi-dimensional content there's i always tell people there's three types of content there's what i call scheduled content scheduled content is basically i call it scheduled because it's things that you can publish um uh, and schedule it Uh, It it, is not time sensitive, and that would be things relevant to your business and yourself and your products. Then there's responsive content. Responsive is basically responding to other people who have stated something relevant to your business or your product. And then there's reactive content, which is commentary on industry announcements. So let's say you're in the fashion industry and London Fashion Week is happening, and you comment on London Fashion Week, then that would be reactive content. So a healthy balance between scheduled, reactive and responsive content, that's usually what I tell people to do.
0: Mm, that's great advice because I you know, probably ninety percent of what I see on social media today is is that scheduled content around people trying to just send you know, it's come look at my site, come look at my article, come look at what I have, instead of, you know, mixing it up with um, like you said, a response, uh, responsive to other, you know, one of the one of the greatest techniques I kind of lucked into this myself is just responding to uh, these platforms as if it was almost like a discussion group really pays off dividends in terms of um, both, in, you know, getting more engagement and, and getting people to follow you. If, if you can get engaged into a conversation on these platforms, then those people tend to already warm up to you and, and sort of add you. And then it's up to you to keep them, obviously. Uh, beyond that, but but it seems to really work well. And then the reactive content, yeah, absolutely, because it's current. Um, you know, uh, it sounds like a great a great way to go. So Karina, we talked a little bit about uh, organic. Can we jump into maybe paid advertising strategies? So um, what can you share with people in terms of? You know, paid ads strategies that are on Twitter or Facebook, or if there's other platforms you recommend. What should, what are some um, sort of things that they should they should watch for there?
1: Well, the the strategy that I use is, um, for example, with promoted posts on Facebook. uh, When you have a sponsored post on Facebook. Uh, You need a lot of social proof because people tend to follow other people's actions. And so if you have an ad that has a lot of engagement, then it will draw a lot of attention uh, with Mm -hmm. people, with your target audience. So what we do is basically when we launch a a promoted post on Facebook, we first launch into not necessarily a target audience, but to really cheap audiences where where traffic is – quite inexpensive on Facebook. So it's usually um, the expensive countries, the expensive countries to target on on Facebook would be countries such as England, the U.S. Um, and Australia because a lot of people are competing for that space, right? So that can be really expensive. Right. So when you just want engagement first, to get a lot of engagement and then promote your post to your target audience. What we do is we do the ad in two stages. First, we promote the ad to audience much cheaper audiences so you know younger audiences or audiences from countries where it's not that expensive to advertise to like um, Egypt and the Philippines and India and so we get a lot of engagements and then Mm -hmm. when we promote the post to um, to our target audience it looks like the it looks like the the post got a lot of Created a lot of buzz, and so it, it tends to make the whole ad just perform better because you know social proof is so important, and people tend to follow the people's actions. You know when you see something in your newsfeed that got you know 15 comments and you know 80 likes and I don't know 50 shares, uh, you tend to look at it and and have a closer look at it. So that's one strategy, and. Uh, of course it's really micromanaging your ad that would be another strategy really micromanaging your ad split as the headline first um, you know run f- five ads that are exactly the same but just change the headline and, and see which headline performs the best and then um, run another set of five ads with the winning headline but just change the image and f- find the winning image until you have the winning ad which with, with the best headline, the best image, the the best description and the best call to action. And the key after that is a lot of people think, yes, I found my winning ad and that's it, you know, I'll use that one for life. But what happens is you obviously after a few days, you experience ad fatigue. Once people have seen the same ad over mm-hmm. and over again, then they don't see it anymore. And, uh, and that's what we call, of course, ad fatigue as so a lot of people wonder You know, why is it that my ad was doing really well and all of a sudden it's not? So that's why it's so important to micromanage ads. As soon as you see you're reaching a plateau with uh, your winning ad, that's when you have to be really quick and start changing the image really quickly. So with Facebook advertising, any, any form of advertising on the Internet, you really need to micromanage it it because it can really chew your budget at just an unprecedented rate Mm -hmm. so that's really um, my advice
0: great so for the odd person who's ambitious enough to go at this themselves and and really that's some great advice i mean they should be doing split testing of which most people i know aren't doing or don't do it Mm -hmm. consistently at least Mm -hmm. Um, and then as you mentioned I, i hadn't even heard that strategy of 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 picking up engagements on lower cost ads and then, uh, you know, to different geographies and then, and then hitting, that makes total sense because the engagement mm-hmm. is what, you know, and I, I know when I come across an ad and it's got a lot of engagement, a lot of comments, a lot of likes that um, it just makes it more interesting to me. Uh, oh, absolutely. At that point. Yeah. And it,
1: it increases curiosity as well because people think, oh, what is it about this post that people enjoyed and it just makes them look closer at it, uh, which is really key because, you know, like anything people tend to follow other people's actions.
0: Right. Right. And, and in terms of, um, the typical, what you would see from your clients in terms of where they're sending that ad traffic, are they typically sending that offline to say, I, I know this has, it goes back to what we talked about before in terms of the goals, but are, are most of your clients, um, looking to bring traffic offline and and generate leads onto landing pages, or are they trying to get likes and engagement uh, around their accounts itself, if you had to lump, you know, sort of a percentage Hmm. in terms of objective there?
1: Uh, We have so many, so many different (laughs) customers. But I would say that uh, the majority, the majority is they just want audience building, Uh, just because you know mainly for vanity reasons you know it it looks good you have a big audience and it's they're building an asset it increases the value of their business if they have a a, a big following online so the most of them i'd say want audience building and then um, other people they just won't lead so usually they would drive traffic to a piece of content that they have, so like a blog post, a video. And then uh, in that video, that blog post, they would take them to a landing page uh, to generate leads. So really, I would say that most of our customers either want audience building or uh, lead generation, names and emails.
0: Right, great advice. Now, I really appreciate you taking the time. We just, I know we just scratched the surface of all this, but I think it was extremely helpful in both introducing people to what's involved in in sort of doing both organic and inorganic um, paid ad activity on the social network. She gave us some great tips. Um, wanted to give you a chance to talk about uh, social media worldwide and what you guys kind of do uh, to help sort of ease that whole process, because I think one thing we figured out through this whole conversation is um, it's extremely powerful and you need to be advertising uh, on social uh, networks, but it, it is uh increasingly growing you know it's becoming an expertise uh, in and of itself so so what is it what's the service you guys provide
1: well we help small to medium businesses who can't really afford to justify having a, a team of social media marketers in house so we're their outsourced solution i guess mm-hmm. at a more affordable price than you know paying uh, wages i mean i know that uh, the standard wage in America for a full-time social media manager in-house is $100,000 a year on average, wow. and so for for businesses who can't afford that, um, we we are their outsourced solution. We, ha- we basically uh, manage all their social media, uh, do all their marketing. So again, we um, depending on what their goals are, we put together a strategic plan and, and then we execute and track and optimize and rinse and repeat really what works and just eliminate what doesn't. So in a nutshell, that's, uh, that's what we do at Social Media Worldwide.
0: Yeah, makes total sense. I mean, if you've You know, people ideally run their business because they're good at their business and they don't want to have to spend all their time um, or, like you said, you know, pay somebody north of $100,000 to come in and manage their social media campaign, at least in the beginning until they ramp up Uh, makes total sense. So where can people find you uh, online if they want to uh, find out more from you?
1: Uh, well, there's the website, socialmediaworldwide.com, and on the website, uh, we describe the services as well, but there's also a blog, and uh, the blog has a lot of resources there. If, if you want, really want to ramp up your uh, social media marketing, also, uh, they can connect with us and the team on social networks, so facebook.com forward slash SMW online, or twitter.com forward slash SMW online, so that stands for Social Media Worldwide uh, Online.
0: Excellent. Good. And I'm sure people will take you up on that. Yeah, I saw some of your content over at Social Media Worldwide. It looks great. And it looks like you're really building your profile as well. Um, you know, outward. and I'm sure you'll be expanding into uh, more and more places. I see your face um, increasingly <laughs> around, oh, around the world. Oh, dear. Is that a good thing? <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It's a very good thing. Very good thing. So I appreciate you taking the time with us today. Um, excellent tips. And I urge people to follow you. We'll put the uh, links in the show notes as well. For people to follow you, and I just want to thank you again. I'm sure we'll uh, we'll touch base uh, real soon. Thanks for joining us today. Bye bye for now.